Hi, my name is Dr. Mark Alandari, and I'm an infectious diseases specialist in New Orleans. Hi, my name is Hope Hickerson, and I'm a health education specialist and reporter. This is the Noise Filter Podcast, where an infectious diseases physician... That's me, and a health education expert... That's me. Talk about what you need to know to keep yourself and your loved ones healthy. For more information about Noise Filter, your public health podcast, and to watch and share our incredible informative animations, please visit us at noisefiltershow.com. And if you like what you hear, don't forget to leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to us. So let's get started. FDA reverses use of monoclonal antibodies. Monoclonal antibodies are a type of engineered or procured molecule that when given to a patient, behaves similar to a natural immune response. They are designed to target and attack certain cells or viruses in the body. The FDA had authorized some monoclonal antibody treatments to help people infected with COVID-19. As the Omicron variant has rapidly spread through the U.S. and is predicted to be the cause of 99% of COVID-19 cases in the U.S., let's be very clear, this was an organism that we learned about on Thanksgiving Day, just as I was pulling up my my plate, had my my, (laughs) my gluten-free bread that I had to find, my gluten-free, I had a a nice uh, red wine poured, and I was just sitting down, putting my napkin in my lap with my phone buzzed, Mm -hmm. and that's when I found out about Omicron. And now, two months later, 99% of COVID-19 cases. Wow. It's insane, okay? It is very unlikely that someone would be infected by another variant. Previous monoclonal antibody treatments have proven ineffective against the Omicron variant. Now, due to this fact, the Food and Drug Administration, the FDA, decided to stop the use of two of the three monoclonal antibodies. Both produced by the company Regeneron. There is no concern with the safety of these treatments, but the FDA has seen that they are not an effective treatment against Omicron and thus have curbed its use. These monoclonal antibody treatments proved to be effective in battling the Delta variant, and man, were they great. Again, as somebody on the front line, I saw those monoclonal antibodies work wonderfully against Delta. But they have not held up against this wave. The FDA still approves some of the treatments that have proven effective against Omicron. Those are some of the oral treatments, the antiviral, some of the older treatments that we still know work. Now, limiting the use of these ineffective treatments avoids potential side effects such as diarrhea, rashes, nausea, and dizziness. Now, healthcare workers can focus on providing the most effective treatments to battle Omicron infections. So, let me explain what's going on here. Now, these monoclonal antibodies are antibodies that were geared toward the virus that emerged out of Wuhan. Right. We are now like five or six variants in, right? Obviously, mutations happen. And what they're finding is that two of the three monoclonal antibodies, those two out of three are not effective against Omicron because the antibodies that you're being injected with Mm -hmm. doesn't recognize the spike protein of the Omicron variant, because remember those antibodies were determined by the Wuhan variant. In other words, let's say that you had a key to your front door and a key to your back door. And let's say you changed the lock on your back door before they were both the same key. Now you need two different keys. So if you try to stick the key into the lock 
of the back door, that front door key isn't going to work. And that's what's happening here. You have a key that was made for the front door, but now we have a new back door and that back door lock is not going to be opened with that front door key. Right. So these antibodies are not effective against Omicron because they were created the variant that emerged out of Wuhan. And just like that front door key isn't going to open that back door, these monoclonal antibodies are not effective. Now, again, they were pulled not due to safety. They were pulled due to being ineffective. Now, what does that mean for monoclonal antibodies? That means now there is a run on monoclonal antibodies. In other words, everybody is trying to get their hands on that one manufacturer because everybody's dealing with Omicron right now. So that's that's a whole other issue, but that's still something that needs to be thought about. Superbugs cause high death toll globally. NPR reports that superbugs or drug-resistant bacteria are on the rise across the world, killing more people annually than HIV or malaria. And while drug-resistant bacteria are initially considered issues of wealthy nations, low- and middle-income nations have been most impacted by the rise in antibiotic-resistant infections. These new strains of bacteria are causing serious conditions blood infections that aren't treatable, deadly causes of pneumonia, gangrenous wounds, and fatal causes of sepsis. A study in The Lancet found that drug-resistant infections killed 1.2 million people in 2019, and the bacteria are mutating to resist antibiotics at a much faster rate than anticipated by scientists. Wow. The study also calculated that the toll of these superbugs has been highest in sub-Saharan Africa, causing 24 deaths per 100,000 people each year. That's around double the rate of most wealthy nations. Some nations like Peru have seen massive impacts on their healthcare systems and pandemic management due to these superbugs. In fact, some researchers who study Peru suspect that the high COVID mortality rates in the country is because patients picked up secondary infections while seeking treatment for COVID. Now researchers are very concerned about managing these bacteria as the bugs are becoming resistant faster than humans are able to make new antibiotics. Omicron's most unique mutations. Now, the New York Times reports that an international study posted online in late January found that 13 of Omicron's mutations were rarely found in other versions of the virus. This should have been harmful to the virus, but this wasn't the case. In fact, these 13 unique mutations seem to be essential to the variant's function. When a mutation is beneficial to a virus, scientists expect to see it more often in samples, and ones that are rare tend to be harmful. But Omicron hasn't followed that logic. And even stranger, these 13 mutations aren't randomly located on Omicron's spike protein. They're parts of three clusters, each cluster changing a different part of the spike protein. Two of the clusters change the spike protein near the top, which makes it harder for human antibodies to evade infection. This is part of what makes breakthrough Omicron cases so much more common. The other cluster is closer to the base of the protein where the virus transfers genes to a new host once the virus has entered the body. That region is called the fusion domain. Usually, the fusion domain merges with a cell's membrane. 
So genes can float into the cell when they've been transferred over. But at Omicron's fusion domain, the whole virus forms a bubble inside the cell and then breaks open to release its genetic information. This may help explain why the new variant symptoms are less severe than the Delta variant. The virus is too deep in the lungs and has to fuse cells to cause damage. And Omicron doesn't do that very well. Wow. That's interesting. Yeah. Science. So right. cool. Right. <laughs> You know, also science, truly stranger than fiction. <laughs> you are right about that. Yes. Because if you really look at it, it's like, oh, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't make that up. <laughs> right. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Noise Filter, your public health podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the Noise Filter podcast. Follow us on social media and leave us a review letting us know your favorite part of the show. You can find me, Hope Hickerson, at hopehickerson.com. And you can find me at Dr. Mark Allen Derry or at the Dr. Derry. That's D-R-D-E-R-Y. To see and share our amazing animations and find out more information about us, the show, as well as links to our social media, go to noisefiltershow.com. We are grateful to our sponsors, including Access Health Louisiana and the End the Epidemic Initiative, who are working to bring equitable health outcomes to everyone they serve. Hope, any last words? Stay well out there, folks, and continue taking steps to keep yourself and your loved ones healthy. That includes exercise, a good diet, getting adequate sleep, and seeing your health care providers regularly. And protect yourself and others by getting the COVID-19 vaccine and booster, wearing a mask, and social distancing wherever possible. Remember, health is a human right. Right.